Hello and welcome back at long last to the IFC Race Merchants podcast. I'm joined by Bolton, Nifty and Omega here. And I think we're going to be talking a few things about both real life F1, situations with all the contract drama, the contracts with new tracks, as well as what's going on in IFC recently. So do we want to, do you want to kick it off with the, the contract saga following Sebastian Vettel's retirement? Yeah. So, go on, Amiga, why don't you start us off? Well, so, obviously, Alonso signed the contract. I think with Alonso, I'd say he was forced out, to be honest. I don't see him um, going anywhere, which Aston Martin. And then, obviously, I kicked off everything with Piastri and Shai. Then Piastri... uh, Alpine announced Piastri as a contract and then Piastri said that he uh, didn't agree to it and was not going to be racing for them and then it, that revealed that McLaren had were trying to sign Piastri and getting rid of Ricardo and now it's ended up that, that Ricardo might just be switching back to Alpine and it'll be Piastri and Norris next year which would be quite OP I'd say uh, and it really funny that yeah. Alonso just didn't tell anyone. Like he he blatantly lied to Alpine over and over again that he wasn't talking to anyone, wasn't signing any contracts, and they just find out through the press release that he is leaving them, and they are in the absolute mud with the Piastri and Alonso situation. Honestly, my opinion, yeah, Alpine deserve this mess. They've handled it so poorly. So I think yeah, they have done well to be fair. Um, I feel like. Would you say it was predictable if Fett was going to retire? Yeah, yeah. weeks before. I, like, I, I you like, can ask Carsey. I, I predicted it about two to three weeks early. Like, I feel like it's something that Alpine should have been aware of just in case, because that's a free Aston seat, and you know what Aston are like? They want a, a good driver in. Yeah. And Alonso being the I think... con- a driver, like expiring driver contract. He was obviously going to be a prime suspect to it. At the same like, time, if, did you're, Aston... you're to, if you're talking to the driver, he's like, you know, multiple times said he's not talking to anyone. What what more can you do? Is Alonso, though? Because he's done it in the past. Because same thing that lost him is Ferrari. See, he was talking to Mercedes and Red Bull in 2014, and Fer- Ferrari caught on to it and signed Slash and Vettel. Same thing yeah. happened in 2014. So he's got previous for it. Does just you got to think they've also handled Piastri. Like, is it is it in any way wise? This guy has had one of the best junior careers that we've seen. He won three championships as a rookie in three years of Frecker F three and F two, and then their plan is to leave him on the side doing nothing for two whole years. Yeah, that it was, seems kind of crazy to me. I I think, I think what they had planned was. I think the problem was Piastri wasn't committed to them because Alpine had loads of things lined up and that Williams seat for 2023 seemed pretty obvious considering the TV's absolutely shocking. So I think they're saying that Piastri has kind of lacked their commitment to them and I think he just sees himself as he has all the power like so he knows everyone wants him. And then obviously, I think McLaren probably have a brand future than Alpine, so they have to leave, let them talk to teams, considering they 
where I'm going to give him the seat for 2023. If Alpine were truly ambitious, like Ocon is a good driver, but Ocon, in my mind at least, will never win the World Championship. Yeah, I feel like... If, oh, no. Never. If they yeah, are truly ambitious, driver, yeah. surely they would go for Piastri, because he is a potential world champion. But they should have done is they locked mm. Ocon up to 2025. Which I find crazy. Like... Ocon, Ocon reminds me of like mm. a Yeah, like, Ocon is a good driver. I feel like Ocon is one of those drivers that's always going to have a seat in F1 for ages. But he's never going to do anything special. Apart from his hungry one last season, but that was... When they're lucky, yeah, he's very average. I wouldn't even you know, rate him too you know much higher than Stroll, to be honest. He, I would, <laughs> no, no, I would. But you know how someone like Magnussen just sat around at F one for ages, and no one yeah. was like, "This guy's going to win championship." No one say that. It's kind of like that. Or Hulkenberg, you know, those yeah. kind of drivers. Yeah, but if mm. I'm Alpine, like, Alpine, like, if I was running Alpine, I would have got Alonso out simply because he's age. You're not, we're not, you're not a championship one team. Alonso's not going to get you much further than he has now. So you would have got the yeah. option. But the other thing is, if I'm Otmar's Otmar, I am firing every Alpine lawyer and getting a whole new team in. Because they thought they had Piastri Yeah, they were weird. And they didn't. So if I'm in charge, mm. I'm firing the entire legal department and getting a new one in. Thing is- I'd say... Yes, um, I'd say uh, I, I think outside I've got room for 2025 like completely like, I know Alonso's old but I think the ideal lineup would be Alonso with experience still performing well and then Piastri they're obviously new talent that can carry them that would be an OP pairing yeah. and he would teach him all the sidelines and then he would stay there happily because they give him a good contract he's just looking for a good contract it would be so hard for Alpine to get rid of Alonso in the form he's in. Like, Alonso is driving almost as well as anyone on the grid. He's always old, but he's still driving yeah. incredibly well. It's oh, very yeah. difficult it's to get rid of him in that situation. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like Alpine just so. haven't had a plan in place for this situation. They've not had a plan in to know what they're going to do with Alonso, and they're just going to leave it last minute. And hope it yeah, I remember yeah, the communication seems very bad. Yeah, I remember last season there was a big thing, and I remember I can't remember there was an interview with him something, and they were saying that he had this like hundred step plan on on a way to win the champ uh, on a way to sort of like win a championship and this and like obviously as like like a constructors, and it was a big thing last year at the end of it they were looking sort of they were looking very positive. They were mainly focusing on this year, obviously like a lot of other teams was with like the new sort of changes, and it's almost like even though they look. God, it's like as the season's gone on, they've just been taking more and more steps back. And I feel like if Ricardo wasn't underperforming as much as he is, they there would not be a contest between Alpine and McLaren. No, I feel like they've got very lucky with that. Really, speaking of Ricardo, the Alpine car is a lot better. Like it should yeah. be average. It's car. like two times faster over the season. So it has been a lot better. It's just. McLaren has just took advantage of everything. Well, mostly Norris took advantage of everything. He's it's Norris, yeah. Norris kind of. Yeah, uh, Norris had another great season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think Always it's kind of... I mean, I, I, I respect him for it, but he is tied down at McLaren for so long and you just got to hope that they do give him a competitive yeah. car at some point. Because it would be sad to see we'll... him for five years just stuck in the midfield when he's performing yeah. right at the top level. 
to be fair, I think, think what he's looking at is McLaren. Is McLaren's <laughs> got the new development centre, so I think they've put in a brand new wind tunnel, and I think that's 2024. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 2023 to have that done, and then 2024 they said their car will be have the same facilities as Ferrari and Mercedes. So they're saying 2024 should be the year they're aiming to be back or get back closer. So I think the contract is aimed to be 2025, so a year after that. And then if it's still not going anywhere, I think Norris will probably decide to go somewhere. Well, like Mark or something. He's probably got Merck options when Lewis retires. So. Yeah, I'd say if the McLaren plan doesn't work out, I'd have a safe bet on Russell and Norris for 2026. But the main thing about this is, funnily enough, after having one probably his worst season in his career, Daniel Ricciardo, he can control the driver market right now, which no one thought would be seen. If he controls it. Well, that's like... also big. Because if he doesn't, if he decides, you know what, I'm going to take my option up and drive for McLaren in 2023, it completely. But legally, ruins. can't they buy out his contract? No, he has to agree to the buyout. He can. He could do it if he wants. Legally, yeah. he. It's can, he's not like controlling the market. He's kind of just like tied down McLaren because he's been. He said on the reporters said it's um he's wants 21 million for his contract to be like um given away. So uh, I don't think McLaren are willing to pay that, so I don't know how it's going to turn out. So It'll probably be very toxic in there. If he could go to Alpine, you'd think he'd want out of McLaren, because just yeah. the longer he is at McLaren, the worse he looks in my uh, Like, he is not really getting much closer to Norris. He's still consistently being outperformed by him, and it's just kind of tarnishing the kind of image of that driver at Red Bull and Renault, who was so yeah. good, you know? I feel, but the thing is... Yeah, he's kind of just... Even if he does go to Alpine, I just don't think these cars suit him whatsoever. So it is no guarantee that, he would be good again. There's no guarantee. I I don't I don't think he can really say the cars suit him. Like the drivers and people are saying like the driving styles don't suit them. Like his talent is their driving. It's not their they just have a driving style, but they can change that. So I wouldn't say that's his whole thing. But I think Ricardo's only really real option is to he's kind of it seems like he only cares about the money now because of these buyouts and stuff I think his really only option if he wants to recover from all of this would to be to go to Alpine and see if he can get back his form but yeah. if not I'd say his career's really over there's nowhere else for him to go the only way I can see this playing out is McLaren pay like, I'd say about the 15 million to Ricardo with the guarantee that mm-hmm. He has got the Alpine seat locked down for a year. So he has definitely got a seat oh. in I cannot see a situation where Piastri ends up in he won't retire, Ricardo yeah. having a seat in F1. That's the only thing I can say. About mm-hmm. it. It's just the way the contracts are. That's what's got to happen. Thing, I don't know. I think, again, if Alpine go for Ricardo, I think it's a completely like unambitious move like if they they always say they want to be they're a factory team they should want to be a championship winning team they've got a massive budget I think trying getting Ricardo back is incredibly unambitious when there are surely better options of people who have more potential more informed more promise than him I mean they they're 
very if they're like they're really stuck now. I don't see Alpine ever being a championship team. To be honest, now they're kind of just always. I mean, you can't say you can't but say it ever. They're they're a big yeah, team with okay. massive budget. <laughs> yeah, they would have to change their whole team structure and whole team thing. I'd say to be a championship, but it's kind of like with their drivers, like they had something ready, it was prepared, and then just they didn't they weren't ready for that, and that's just thrown at them. And that kind of just took us back, step back. We're going back to the 2020 lineup, and that would be a good lineup. But if Ricardo does it before again, they're like they're going to be in a slump for a while now. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be a very average lineup. Ocon is alright, but he's not doing any magic. Do you think there is a situation where Piastri doesn't race in F1 next year simply because of Ricardo not taking? No, no. I think that, yeah. I don't feel I feel like no matter what I feel like no dad unless Alpine offer him an obscene amount of money I don't think that he is going to go to I don't think Piastri go to Alpine I feel like he in a way similar to Norris he's very hopeful and he's I suppose very optimistic with the fact that McLaren will become a title winning team before Alpine will and with the fact that he is obviously still quite young I I, I honestly feel like we'll still because uh, obviously I'm a McLaren fan I feel like we'll stick with, Mc- with Ricardo towards the end of the season and I think he'll retire at the end of 2023 I feel like his time next year will be up and he will just sort of be like right okay or move to some or move to like IndyCar or something like that which I feel would probably suit him a bit That's more <laughs> and then I don't know I just because I mean it's like what um, obviously Grosjean's whole thing was a, it's a completely different situation but I feel that sort of He's had his chance in a big team with Red Bull. That like obviously it was never as good as the McLaren was at that time, but he's had his chance in a big, big team, sort of almost at their sort of at the like nearly at the prime. He sort of didn't excel. He was good, but he was never a great driver. I, yeah. I, I honestly think Bo- even Bottas was better than him. To I be honest, to, I have to completely disagree with you. At Red Bull, he had arguably <laughs> the third best car, and his 2018 season, not 2018, 2016, was. Outside of the Mercs, he had an incredible season for what he could 2014 as well, he had an incredible yeah. season. 2014, if the, Red Bull, if the Red Bull kept his speed, he would have destroyed everyone, realistically. Yeah, he was, I'd say, the best driver like, in 2014. He beat Vettel, who, who was on the back of winning four championships in a row, and he beat Vettel. Mm-hmm. I think he, didn't yeah. he, he won two He's races uh, that yeah. year against an incredibly dominant Merc. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, and yeah, he got one, the, one of them was Belgium, where yeah. they kind of whacked each other, and then he won at Canada, where he was just ridiculously as well. Lost. Was that 2014? Yeah, it was 2014 for sure. Three races that year, yeah. The 2014 wins, season was incredible, but yeah, the third most wins, yeah. Yeah, he's just, just straight he's not he's not the same driver anymore. At yeah. least in that McLaren, he's not the but same driver. It's just, I person, I don't think he'll. Race McLaren next season. I'm pretty confident that he will win Alpine next season. It's just a case mm, of yeah, to be honest. I think that's my personal opinion. You know that. Uh, do you think Alpine could go for something yeah. like fuel per share, or do you think that's yeah? That's what nah. I think. That would be an ambitious mm. move. I would respect that I a think... lot more than getting Ricardo back. Yeah, I think. Well, I you said you know a lot about F two, but apparently a lot of people have said that the F two grid is not very good this year. Um, it it's is probably it's not the strongest it's nowhere near as strong as say like it's, it's 2020. been in 2020 it's been in 2020 but apparently it's not meant to be rated very highly 
And I think Teo apparently is they don't scare Alpha Ray, I don't think he's ready just yet. A lot of talents in F2 who aren't performing at the level you think they should be, which is why I think a lot of people are saying that. You've got people like Liam Lawson, who at one point were you like touting mm-hmm. for like kind of F1, and right now no one is even considering Liam Lawson for F1 because he's just not improved. Like he's just stayed at the same level yeah. he was. Terry Porsche is a good driver who I think will race in F1. Whether that's next season, I'm not sure, but he could win F2 this season, and I think he probably will win F2 this season. Um, yeah, I Logan think only... Other than that, the grid's not incredible. But if you, especially if you compare it to something like twenty, which was, was it, 2018, where you had Russell, <laughs> Norris, Albon, De Vries, Markelov, those kind of drivers, Foco. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, also think, yeah, because yeah, they all came back in. They all came into F1 in 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, like that's even like Bon as well. Mm. Uh, I don't think Wanyu Joe was in that one. That was ridiculous. Was he after? Was he after? He did three years. He did 19, 20, 21. Oh, yeah. I've got, yeah, yeah. on my time. Yeah. Um, I think the younger drivers should be given even hard, more of a chance, in my opinion, because Joe has been extremely average. Years, and he came in and actually performed very well. So I think people should be less harsh yeah. on yeah. Like F2 performances. Should be rated more highly. I feel like Right now, right, so 2022, he's signing contracts outside of like Ricardo and that. You've got Schumacher, Joe, Latifi, and Sonoda. So, those are your four drivers who could potentially leave the sport. Out of them, mm-hmm. I feel like Sonoda is probably going to get another year. Agree. Yeah. Um, I think he should get another year as well. I think he deserves it. Schumacher, um, Torn on. He's been improving, but if he keeps improving think... towards the end of the year, I think he'll get it. Yeah, definitely. Um, just with the thing I was saying earlier as well, there's been some talk that he lost his Ferrari or he's left the Ferrari driver academy. I have no clue why, but yeah, for Porto saying that, and I, there seems to be a like need for has to have a second FDA driver. And like if something like that does happen, I'd say that'll be Terry Porcier's chance yeah. to get a seat if Mick does leave. Based on what I saw this year, I couldn't say Mick Schumacher was ever going to drive for Ferrari. Oh, definitely or, no. Based on what I've no seen, yeah, I, don't, I couldn't see it. Is he still even technically a Ferrari driver in any way? Or is he cut all ties to That's that? what I was saying. I... They've like the is meant to, but that's like people are saying they've left the driver academy. So yeah. if he has, yeah, he has no future. I'd say so, he'll, yeah, if he does leave that, he's gonna die at the half. If compared, but fine, in fairly, Kevin Magson has bet on this season, it's 22 points to 12, but that's actually smaller than I thought, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that's a good ass like head to head races enough. and stuff. I bet um, it's pretty dominant. Yeah. Yeah, I think even though it's like Oh go on. Compared to like uh Snowden and Gasly, I feel like Snowden and Gasly have been quite close this year, am I wrong in saying that? Isn't Sonoda ahead of it? Or maybe yeah. not he was not that long ago. Sonoda has outperformed Gasly and points anyway, I don't know that. Gasly has been fairly unlucky, but I think he is actually ahead. Oh, he's gas. I think people think. I think oh, people no. think that Alpha is better than it is. 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, people think that AlphaTauri is better than it is because, I, I, in my opinion, I think Sinner is doing incredibly well and just no one realizes yeah. because they're Gasly is uh, beating them quite comfortably. For us. Well, not comfortably, it's 8 to 5, five in race, different. 8 to 5 in qualifying. And then it's fairly Gas- even. And Gasly's yeah. good. Let's and they both had the same amount of DNFs. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. a fair comparison. I'm just going to get Schumacher on Yeah, I think Bonota definitely deserves another year, I'd say, considering oh. Lawson and Vips are kind of mid right now. Yeah. Enough to. The Schumacher one's quite interesting. So, Schumacher is beating Magnussen head to head in the race, 7 5. But in qualifying, mm. um, Magnussen has beaten him 11 2. And Magnussen's had two more DNS than Mick. So. There's also been so many. I feel like hasn't Magnuson had like meatball flags twice for like wing damage and shit. Like he's, yeah, I feel he like has. he's been pretty unlucky. Yeah, I think he has. I think Baku, Canada, and there was another race. He DNF in Baku and then had yeah two of those flags. Didn't he have to? Didn't he force to race. at Hungary? Yes. No? Yes. Well, yes. I think I think you like you look at that. He was. At the start of the year, it was very comfortable. But if you look at the last three races, Schumacher's kind of dominated him now. Yeah. Because Silverstone, Hungary, and... Well, Paul Ricard was just a bit off. But Silverstone, Austria, and Hungary, Schumacher's pretty... Like, they're even, but Schumacher's seems to be quite ahead. If he continues that, I think he at least deserves a seat for another year. Yeah. See how he does. And... Between oh. Bottas, so like Joe's going up against the most experienced teammate, to be fair, and arguably the best driver out of them all. But in the race, it's been 10 2 to Bottas and 10 3 to Bottas in qualifying. And if you look, Joe has 5 DNFs there, so. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think Bottas is a strong driver? Okay? Yeah, Bottas and is a strong driver. Joe was someone whose expectations were very low. Yeah, he's. I think he is doing significantly better than people expect him to do, me included. Especially with that mm-hmm. Alpha Tower, that Alpha Romeo, he's, like, there's been way more issues with it, where it's not yeah. had DNF, but it's had issues. Bro, they never do FPO1 because they're always fixing a car. I know. Every time. Conspiracy theory Alpha Romeo yeah. never enter FP1. <laughs> yeah, honestly. They just turn up with a car of 20 pieces and they just spend FP1 building it for FP2. And then finally yeah. we have arguably the greatest driver of all time, Nicholas Latifi. Oh, he's, he's amazing. I love him. He's incredible. I mean, Give obviously, him. obviously he's shit, but like, <laughs> how much money is he bringing to our team? And do, but do the team need the money anymore? Is like the question. No. Yeah. They don't. They no, do. no argument. He has to be yeah. gone. He doesn't deserve What's it. Is it the Realton? Are those the money people now? The Realton? Yeah, is that what they call? Dragon Capital. They're yeah. a very rich company. They're fucking huge. I don't know how much money they're willing to pump into it, but they are a fucking huge company. I mean, you like... Think you women... wouldn't buy a team like that if you weren't willing to put the money into it. Yeah. The Realton are definitely very big. I think, like, Latifi's money is nice. At this point, I don't think they really give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> Latifi is. Uh, no offense to Latifi, but he is fucking awful, and he does not deserve to see in any way. So I think he should be out. And also, they've got Logan Sargent in their junior drivers program, who is sitting third in F two at the moment. He's beating all the other rookies, and 
especially considering uh, the first three rounds, he was absolute shit. He's had very good form. Not the last race, but the last few. You've got to think he is probably in pole position for that seat. You'd think with four rounds left to go. Think, yeah, you need to. You need to. Look, I think to look at Sargent's career, you need to look back at Esther as well. Two years before, he was in a title fight with Piastri in 2020, I think it was. So yeah. if he can, like, I, I think, so 2020, he was in a battle with Piastri and he lost out by 10, 10 points, I think. It's, he has a weird career and, because the next year he yeah. was in a title fight with Dewan and Benny, Alba, who nice beat, both beat him, but they're doing absolutely shit in comparison to him in F2 this year. I mean, Dewan's yeah, not right, Alba especially is not doing well at all. Yeah, I saw this on a video. I think he got into nice financial trouble after the 2020 year and then was put in like, um, I can't remember, I think it was Sharuz for 2021, who obviously would give him a huge disadvantage. To be fighting in the title in a Sharuz is very impressive. And now he comes in here and obviously if you're going to be beat, almost uh, competing with the most top young prospect in the sport, right now in F1 then obviously going to be very good and he's proved in F2 that he is very good and he obviously he is a young driver and if Williams are looking to the future he is a clear easy choice to develop What about um, Felipe Drogovic do you think he'll have a seat possibly or do you think because he has winning F2 I don't know what's going on with Drogovic <laughs> no one seems to care about him I haven't seen anyone talk about him I don't know what's going on with him he's a weird driver I think like he is doing well now. This is probably a really good season from the F2, but... He's dropped he's off now, hasn't he? Too, he like was really good at the start. He's yeah. Talked about I feel like... Yeah, I feel like, obviously, I think it was, like, um, ages before, like, the quality of, like, F2. I feel like... I genuinely feel like there'd be, like... Obviously, we had, we've had we had so many years of so many rookies. We've had, like, three coming at once. We've had Sonoda come in. We've had so many, like, good... I, I can say, like, cons- like, consistently decent, like, very, like got top talents for the future where I feel like we'll get for maybe for a few years like a little bit of a stalemate almost where you won't have too many coming up and we'll be sort of unless like I said unless you get like obviously you've got your retirements obviously with obviously Vettel um, we will eventually obviously that obviously leaves a lot of room for Piastri whether what's going to happen with him um, I do I do I do stand by and whether I do think Ricardo because I've thought I do think he'll stay and I do think he'll retire next year which obviously leaves, and obviously, if he does, leaves another gap. So I feel like at the minute, unless there are retirements, I can't see. Obviously, or unless obviously Latifi loses his seat, which obviously I can, I can see that as well. There isn't going to be many sort of people coming in, which could be good, I think, because I feel like the amount of influx of rookies we've had, like as of recent, it's sort of there's not enough sort of like teams haven't been able to settle really. Like even with Mazepin, like I feel like vast bold strategy putting two rookies in straight away, and I feel like the fact they've got Magnussen in is almost like like the season. It's been a, obviously the car has been a lot more competitive, and it obviously has, but that sort of experience I think is a bit like a breath of fresh air for them, which I think they missed obviously when they had Magnussen and Grosjean. Obviously, and I feel like that sort of balance now is at its peak for a lot of the teams. Obviously, bar like. Yeah, um, like your McLaren with like your driver development and that's this that, and the other, but I feel like F one driver wise is in a better state now 
within as, as in like with balance between the two than it has been for quite a while and i feel like just adding those extra um, f2 drivers when they might not warrant a seat as of yet you might two years time some of them that we do think you've been awful mate like they could really excel in a year or two's time and they could genuinely deserve a seat but i feel like at the minute it's almost just sort of playing a waiting game i feel like piastri and like i said sergeant are the only t- two people that could for about maybe three or four years maybe get a seat i think like yeah this is definitely like the golden stage so it's obviously alonso seb and lewis last generation i feel late tens was probably the next stage of drivers flying in and i feel like yeah. they're starting to all settle and the f1 group will kind of settle down apart from piastri he needs to get a seat in and then i'll say settle down i'll say in the next three years the only two f2 drivers i see getting into the sport is Porsche and Sargent. I don't really see any of other drivers getting in, at least in the next three years. What about um, Robert Forsten? What do you think is going to happen to him? I think his chance to have one is closed now? Or... Where is he in the standings? He's not in no, this, he's not this, yeah. I, he, he's done. He'll never reach F1. He's not good enough. Yeah, yeah like, he's just a little bit he's had, off. He's spent so many years in F2 and he just never really... He got absolutely shown levels by Piastri in the same car Piastri's rookie year, and he got absolutely dominated by him. He'll go and do WEC or something like that, but no, he will. He won't get an F1 car. Should we maybe say the well? You go, you go. Um, well, I was just going to say, just to finish this off, could we give everyone's predictions for the twenty twenty three full lineup? The whole well, sure, let's oh. just do the contentious seats. Like, yeah. so who's yeah. going to be in the McLaren? Obviously. I think Piastri will be in the McLaren. I think Piastri. I think Ricardo. And then the Alpine. I think Ricardo. I think it will be Ricardo, but I think it's the wrong call. I think they will make. The I wrong agree call. with that, but it will be. Ricardo. It's their only option, though. Like they're kind of stuck option. with that now. They're being forced into it now. He's the most quality driver they have, so. Yeah. And then what Williams we think Sergeant or Latifi? Sorry, uh, Latifi. Latifi. I think it's gonna No, I think no I don't think he deserves it by any means. Obviously you get the beam sending obviously all that sort of stuff, but I feel like they will just stick with him. I feel like they don't it's weird because obviously you see obviously as Willie's they're a historic team, you know, you'd want you want to see him push forward, you know, you sort of Bit like obviously a bit like McLaren as of late. You want you want to see them make that break, and every time you see like like you did with Russell when he was at Williams, every it's almost like you see you go one step forward, two steps back. You think, oh my god, you know like this Russell was obviously massively overperforming. I'm not saying he, he wasn't, but like you were used to getting points, and you know, there was that magical what I think P2 qualifying in Spa that obviously, but then had like three laps under a safety car or whatever. But I do feel like at the minute Williams are just sort of stuck in a rut, and I feel like. They should get rid of him and they should make some really bold decisions because it's all they can do right now. But I feel like they're not going to... I just feel like they won't. And I feel like they will just stick with him. I think, like, you kind of just got to look at Latifi's path, though. Like, he's... There's literally nowhere in the world for him to perform. Oh, yeah, there's nowhere. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so, like, I think the the most logical thing for William to do... It won't make any difference anyway if they get it wrong because the last. But if they want to develop, they have to get rid of them and get Sargent in to yeah. give him a go. 
that's what, probably the best option for them. What about the second half Romeo seat? You think it's Rose too? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, for the first year, I think rookie year, it kind of all you need to prove is just you. You have potential, and then they deserve a second year. So. Okay. And yeah, I think shows it. Obviously. I think Alvaro will keep Sonoda and Haas will keep Mixuma. If you think that's fair to say. I think they will. Yeah. I just don't think there's yeah, if there were some mega stars coming through F two and stuff. I think they at least one of them would be right. willing to jump ship on that. Especially Red Bull, none of their juniors are making big moves at the moment, like kind of ripples in the scene of F2. They've got, um, I think, Isaac Hadjar will win F3 this year, is my prediction, and he'll do F2 next year. And then if he has a good oh, yeah, season, it will be him versus Sonoda for that seat. And it will be who performs yeah. better. If Hadjar has an amazing F2 season and Sonoda's poor, then that'll get switched around very quickly, I'm sure. Do you not think Red Bull? Yeah, I think. I think like Mark. Sorry. Can you not think Gazi can move out eventually? Because maybe, but he's just. I mean, I guess he. I I think other teams might look at him though, like because he is good. He's a good. I I think he's. He's definitely better than the like. I think he's better than Ocon. He he's like a level below the top drivers, but he's one of the strongest kind of mid kind of drivers, you know. Um, One thing mm-hmm. I don't, and I feel like I've seen before, we were saying obviously like um, Alpine sort of like not being very ambitious. Obviously, if they were to get Ricardo, I don't understand for the life of me why Alpine don't get Gasly. I feel like it. I feel oh, in no. my head, in my head, I think it that would be the perfect thing for them. It's a French team; they've got an all French lineup. I feel like there's so much room for them to work. So and it's, and there's obviously again there's a lot of room for him to go. It's, it's there's a lot. It can go either one way. There's like one extreme or the other. But I feel like if they want to make a good, a good risk, but and that, that has a chance of paying off a lot better than uh, Ricardo does. I feel I like Ashley going to Alpine is it just seems perfect in my head. I think yeah, Ricardo won't leave McLaren unless he knows he can get another seat somewhere else. Yeah. And realistically, oh, yeah. that yeah. seat will be Alpine. So surely yeah. that means Alpine will either end up with Piastri or Ricardo. There's no real other option. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Should we well, move like, on to our... I think... Should we some IFC predictions? No, we need to move on to... Re- or, uh, tracks, I think. Tracks, um, yeah. Oh, just, shit, yeah. Yeah, quick sidebar. Um, Bolton, you still watching the Liverpool game? Uh, I Pardon? saw that it was 1-0 Palace um, Nunes, yep, and Nunes got sent off and I'm not happy I'm just dying Wait, inside Nolan Nunes sent off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the most <laughs> pathetic red card in the world and I genuinely I this this the, the Crystal Palace play that's made a meal out of it I will personally go around his house and like well, I'm not going to stop. Let's just stop that there um, still another 30 minutes um, yeah. so if one tracks, it's a big thing right now um, because we currently have Belgium with Spa expiring this year, France with I can't remember Circuit de France. Is that what it's called? What's it called? Oh, I think another thing with France, they have already announced that it won't be a polar card. Yeah, polar card's gone. That's what it's called. Polar card is gone. Monaco's contract is up. So, and what's the other one? Mm. 
Mexico Spa, poor card Monaco. Yeah, okay. So I think Mexico will Mexico, almost definitely get renewed. I think Mexico is meant to be tight. Yeah. Yeah, Mexico is probably good. good. So, and Paul Card's one. So, the two ones at Fret right now are Monaco and Spa. Should they stay, yes or no? I oh, think Spa. Um, well, you've got to you've got to look at Spa. To be honest, I know it's historical, and I do think it should be kept. But let's be honest. When's the last time Spa had a good race? 20, well, twenty nineteen, I'd say. But like, for the next for the last ten years, it's yeah, very recently. Twenty twenty was very average. I don't think that's the track. I just think that's kind of what's happened. I think it is. Like, if you look at the kind of nature of a track, you, you would anyone who kind of knows what's talking about say, yeah, that should be great for racing. There's no, like, mm-hmm. narrow sections. There's loads of straights. It just yeah. doesn't look massively difficult to follow out, especially in the new cars. I think racing will be great. This year, I think racing will be great there. Yeah. And maybe Max Verstappen will just move way faster they're... and piss off into the distance. But that's got nothing to do with the track. That doesn't mean yeah. it's bad for racing. I feel like mm-hmm. F1, like FOM, are looking at this race that's coming up. To decide what yeah, they're exactly. doing with the track. And, but this is and where... it's not. It's... Oh, on you go. There you go. go. Oh, sh- <laughs> yeah, I'd say they're not even looking at the racing because, yeah, as I said, it's quite clearly probably, yeah, it should be good racing. But I'd say they're just looking at fan, like the fan reaction to it and like people that come. And just money income from it. It's like all about that to them, obviously. Yeah. I'd say that's what they're going to be looking at mostly. But this is where I feel like FOM as a whole are kind of doing what um, IndyCar done. I think it was in the 2000s where they kind of moved away from the historical tracks and moved towards these new tracks. (laughs) And it completely backfired on them. And I think the same might Mm. end up happening in F1 because F1 is going a lot of street circuits in. And to yeah. be honest, they're not great. Like, Jeddah is, I think, it's a, a death trap. I don't think it's drivers like it. It is. Oh my but days. Um, necessarily, like, I know that, oh, we want, like, kind of close racing. It's such a bizarre concept to have such tight walls with such, like, Close barriers at such a high speed, low downforce circuit. Well, I think that's exactly what the FOM wants. They want because they want new fans. That's what money, new fans. And if you look at new fans, they love close racing, fast and crash. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeddah definitely delivers with that in just pure chaos. And if you look at like Miami. Literally had a like they could have done whatever they want and look what they've done with it. It's pretty much oh, my an awful. version of back. And then with Las Vegas, it's going to be at least, at least, yes, Vegas is going to be, yeah, at least with Miami, they had at least with um, Jeddah, they had uh, like walls. So if someone spun off, they would be interesting and no crash. But now Miami, it's kind of just, I'd, I'd say it's just. Dead racing like without big crashes. Yeah, <laughs> it was the most boring race of the year so far, by far. And then, like, obviously, the drivers would rather race at Spa, but I feel like FOM are just going to 
go completely from the money route in the United States and the Middle East and oh, 100%. less European races, which I don't think is right, considering a lot of the teams are European. Well, also, think... though, if you think of the... It's not... You say it is worse for fans because we'd rather the drivers would rather do Spa, but I would much rather go to a race in Las Vegas than go to a race in Spa. Like, I know it's a great track, but there's nothing, like... If you, for a like a racing going fan who is going to the track, there is like Las Vegas or Miami would be a far better experience than going to Spa. Yeah, but they're also right. more expensive compared to Spa. Oh, yeah, Miami was yeah. like two thousand pounds. Much more expensive. Yeah, Miami but it won't be that next year. It's like kind of you know the first time hype. No, it, it will be, be Las Vegas price. will be the same. Las Vegas. Yeah, it will be the same this year, but then it will be half the price next year probably. I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got the Kyle Army rumour as well. I want that, Army. just because the track's so fun to drive. I've drawn out on the ACC <laughs> and it's brilliant. Which, bridge truck? Kyle Army. So if, in South Kyle Africa. Army. Oh, yeah. I drove on ACC. Yeah, apparently they've said that all they need to do is grade B right now. They just need to upgrade the tech bro and put in some things and apparently yeah. it's going very well with talks. So, we kind of got to look I think we should quickly look at 20, I think in the regulations, it's 24 races max. I don't yes. think about it. So if we had Las Vegas confirmed for 2023, and then if Kyle Army is said to be very likely, that would be three races new. So we would at least have to remove two of the three ones out of contracts. So we could only keep one out of Monaco, France and Spa. If you want to have all three of those tracks. Yeah. Okay, Spa. I think Monaco needs... I think it'll be good for Monaco, only because of it, it needs a rework. Just for, one, an entertainment. Two, I just feel like it's... Mm. Obviously, obviously, it's a historic track. No, it is. Like, as a track with everything... Like, everything to do about it is amazing. But the fact that when it was built mm-hmm. and the car that it was built for compared to the cars now, the track itself doesn't work. And I feel like they need to give it a few years so they can find a way to make Monaco work and make Monaco work, like, because it deserves to be one of the best tracks and one of the most sort of looked forward to tracks on the calendar. So I feel like they need to sort of take some time back and try and get it right. Otherwise, it, it's just, it's going to be too impractical. I just think operational-wise, you can't exactly extend it just because it's yeah, exactly. a city. It's literally, it's last like the most important qualifying session. I mean, you've got to look at the, like, if you look at the racetrack, there's loads of, I, like, I, I could see you wouldn't, they would need to, like, shift the roads around a bit. But corners like Sandoval, they can open that up. The last corner, um, they can, they would have to move the road, but, like, they can widen that corner so, um, so they can be side by side going into the straight. And then into the Novel Chicane, which is the most obvious to me, they'll flatten out the left corner and make it much wider and make the chicane like inwards as well. So you have you can fit two or even three cars through there. I think there is actually like some places where it could be easy enough to fix the track. Oh definitely. It's just obviously needs time to do that. Like it needs to obviously to be reconstructed. Just yeah, another thing they're saying is, yeah, another thing they're saying was um, 
they're open to rotating again, like Germany. So they could, like, I think France is, there's no, yeah, there's no but it's the France. France. So I think France should be removed. There's no Magnet Cards is out of date. There's yeah, no one yeah, they've around got no there great time. options for a track. Yeah, it's, I actually, I was at Le Mans, Le Mans not that long ago, but it's not feasible to have one race at Le Mans, I don't think. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. Was it the soft circuit? Soft, soft. Yeah, you can do five laps, that's where... Yeah, it's just not feasible. Just to finish this yeah. segment off, um, final predictions what the tracks will be next year, like for like, out those ones we've talked about. I don't have a fucking clue. I think. Personally, uh, I think... All will be there, I think. Yeah, I think Spa will survive another year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Cora Card won't, in my opinion. Monaco? Yeah. What do we think will happen with Monaco? I can't see it not happening. I think they'll keep it. Yeah, I feel like we yeah. have I think, I think what they will do, well, I think 100%, well, obviously, Las Vegas could have to come. I think Kalami is already done deal, and it's pretty obvious since they had no races in Africa and it's good track. Big fans there. But then the other thing then they've said with the rotating, I'd say it'd benefit everyone if they let Michael go for one year and rotate with Spa and then come back to it a year later and see what Monica's like and then they can revisit the contracts with Spa as well. Mm-hmm. But I doubt they'll do that and I think they will drop Spa because this, they don't like they're still those who have stronghold tracks and I think in their eyes they just want more fans and like more money and I don't think they have much interest in Spa over Monaco okay um so moving on um Aiden I don't know if you saw this in the discord server uh put out some questions we'll ask for some questions to be asked for this I saw what you had but I haven't read any of them do you want me uh, to read through them and we I, can I, I can I've got them up here so oh you go for it then you go for it okay uh you, when you ask like, specific ones, yeah. like ask one of us to answer. Okay. Okay, I talked about some of this. Okay, um, in Will R.M. Yes. Racing asks, do you believe Mercedes can legitimately challenge Ferrari and Red Bull with the updated floor regulations? Okay. I think that Red, Red Bull should suffer the most from this, but at the same time, Adrian Newey and the Red Bull technical department are a bunch of geniuses and I, I would be shocked if they are not still a race winning car. I think Merck will be closer but still the third best car. I heard George Russell talking about it as well. He said something similar and like, it definitely won't hurt us but we have no idea how much it will help us, if at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to be honest, you never know what's going to go on with Ferrari. They could have an, they might absolutely fuck them but Red Bull seem to have the flexiest floor out of all of them. Yeah. Um, so, this man, Bolton, um, asks questions even though he's on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to do... Well, we'll, do, we'll do two of them. Well, we'll do your last one. of them. Um, will mm-hmm. Norris eventually have to leave in order to become a world, win a world title? Can I talk about this a wee bit? I don't know. To be honest, I don't think Norris is a world championship level driver I think that's controversial take that back take that back um, no (laughs) but like compared to other drivers like you won't be up against Hamlin I think Hamlin's out of question 
But up the drivers he'd be up against, he's not better for Stappen, he's not better than Leclerc, and he's not better than Russell. And those three are in better cars than them. And you see, I don't... In one of those teams, I still think they all of them beat them. Now, I might be blinded by my, like, love for McLaren here, and I probably am, but I don't think, especially Russell and Leclerc, for Stappen, 100%, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take that. But I don't think, with the sort of, the significant difference in cars, obviously apart from, like, George Russell really, but sort of mainly sort of this season, like, the difference in, like, the level of these, like, the two, the the, the, the top three and then McLaren, I, and sort of what Mc, um, Norris has been doing, I don't think anyone can say, like, because obviously, the, 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 like, there's such a huge difference between the top three, even though Mercedes aren't at it, or they weren't at it at all this, for the start of the season, there's still such a huge difference between the top three and then the rest, I think. And I feel like what, what Norris has been doing and consistently for a good few years now, even getting even when McLaren weren't, they were competitive last year, but they weren't as competitive as people thought they were going to be. And again, I think a big part of that was Norris. I feel like, he, I, no, I don't think anyone can legitimately say Russell's 100% better or Leclerc's 100% better. And I do honestly think that, I hope, I hope McLaren will win the championship. I don't think McLaren, obviously in my lifetime, I think, but I think in Lor- in Norris's race, sort of like, um, like longevity, I don't think McLaren will win a championship. But I do think that if he goes anyway, I think, I honestly think that Norris in that Ferrari could, could rival Red Bull. If he was in that Ferrari without the without the, I feel like he'd I feel like he'd outperform Leclerc. I feel like Leclerc's too inconsistent, even with his own little mistake. He gets shattered by strategies again, that one percent, and something absolutely awful. But like he, he's I think he's very inconsistent, and I feel like apart from Norris's blip at Russia, which obviously sort of it was a sort of riding high, it was a sort of first time. I feel like he's he's I think he's too good. I think. I love him, mate. He's just, he's just too good. Can I get my um, unbiased opinion on this? Yes. <laughs> okay, so in my humble opinion about Norris, um, I think he is... I would rate him as high as Leclerc and Russell. I know it sounds really stupid, but like 19 and 20, I feel like those years he was just getting into the car. And like 2021, he just seemed to take everything so much more seriously. Like, yeah. And then he just like started consistently scoring extremely high and being absolutely ridiculous. I think right now, if he went up to a top team like with Leclerc, he would not do well because he doesn't have winning experience. I think that's the only thing he lacks. And that was shown in Russia. It was just inexperience leading a race. So I don't think he's ready for a championship right now. I think his path, he, I think he's plenty capable of winning a championship. So I think his path is to hope that the McLaren gets better. And if it does, then build up winning experience. And then I think in the second half of this um, decade, he could easily win one or two championships. And if we're not McLaren, I think it's, he went into Merck and got comfortable there for the second half of the decade. I think he could beat Russell if, like, in a close fight in a Merck. 
Okay. He is still he's still incredible. He's only twenty two now. Even though he's had three years in F one, he joined at uh, incredibly early, uh, like at a young age. And I think like he's still he's got so long left in F one. You got to think eventually he will be in a championship with level okay. car, and I think he can match almost anyone at the like. I think someone like Verstappen or Hamilton is a level above him, especially at the moment. But Russell, Leclerc, he is on the level of those drivers. I think. Okay. Yeah, you gotta look at his. You gotta look at his age and how many years he's been in F one. It's incredible how good his consistency is. Okay. The only mistake he's made in the last two years, the only two, would be Russia, and. You could argue Miami, but that's even partially Gasly's fault. So there is consistency has been absolutely ridiculous. Um, just do two more questions. So I don't know if you, any of you watch Formula E, but former F1 driver Stoffel Van Dorn won the championship this weekend. Stroch I didn't asks, watch it. Um, what is next, <laughs> Stoffel Van Dorn? Do you have a future in F1 or is he dying Formula E? I think he is. Yeah. So he he will not return to F one. He was he had an incredible. He was one of those who had an incredible junior career. He won GP two very convincingly, mm-hmm. and he just got absolutely embarrassed in F one. Like he was he was not good in F one at all, and I would be shocked if That's... any team go for him. Yeah, I mean Nick DeVries proved that none of the teams give a fuck if you've won Formula E. To be realistically, just none like. like mm-hmm. Formula E to me if. needs to become more serious. If you see this fanboy stuff, mm-hmm. it just doesn't appeal to I feel like the Formula One like teams at all, just considering how almost cartoonish the sport is. And also with these new cars mm-hmm. coming in, they look horrendous in my opinion. Like, absolutely Formula E is a bit like the MLS at the moment. Yeah. Um this is kind of like a graveyard. I, I think it can evolve, but yeah, right now it's absolutely awful. They're driving little, they sound like those little toy cars that you charge up, you know, you run back and forth and then they charge yeah. up. Yeah. And they're like driving around. Yeah. yeah. Just so, see, so they're driving around like in through a stadium and the stadium was completely empty. <laughs> it's because basically and they can't go flat out for that long because like you. You can't sustain like just bombing it down the straight. Like they could probably only do three laps or something around Spa or something before they run out of power yeah, because yeah. they generate so much from braking. They basically have to be braking the whole like half the time to be able to do long distances. Mm-hmm. If you put it, it would do it would do five laps at Monza probably and run out. Yeah, yeah. Like if you just look at the quality of the grid as well, it's yeah, it's useless. Just showing its soul. The drivers just slowly. Drifted into a wall. What was them? Like six of them. Like yeah. that's yeah. There no none of them are at one level. A single one. Final question from Aaron. What are your thoughts on the future of motorsport regarding powertrains? Do you think F one will ever go fully Rachel or remain on low capacity power units with sustainable fuels? Yeah, they've. What's that? So, who's, who's answering this? It's I don't know. Uh, Omega. I can answer. Yeah, so 
I think, yeah, just I was about to say that with the Formula E, I think people just assume electric is the future. In my opinion, it's no chance it's the future. And right now, I don't think there's a very obvious like switch to um, combustion engines. And electric engines can just are just not as powerful, or like they they can't really sustain being in there. Like you've been using F one, you got like you got to think about it. <laughs> to get electricity, you need to ruin the environment anyway, which I've never got as well. Um, so like, yeah, I think combustion engines is the future for at least another thirty years. Um, definitely using sustainable fuels to last the hardest yeah. option for now. I think one thing, it's yeah, it's very hopeful, but hydro fuel, yeah, completely. which <laughs> they seem to be, it's very early infancy though, so that might take a long time to develop. So yeah, for, for at least 30, 40 years, it's quite clear just internal combustion with just improving the fuels. Should we finally move on to the IFC predictions then? we do some quick IFC predictions and then wrap this so, up? Cause... For people who listen to the podcast for the first time who aren't from IFC, we're on a F1 Racing League on F122. Um, totally a brilliant working game, as we, we all agree on that, don't we, guys? It's <laughs> uh, yes. smooth and predictable, it runs. Especially the lobbies, how consistent oh, they are. Formation laps are brilliant, aren't they? so many glitches oh. caused by such a small feature uh, yeah, like, okay. how well rounded the game is is sidetrack um, I absolutely despise this game I feel like I don't understand how we went from 2020 which worked perfectly and we had zero, almost zero issues with to this where just every weekend we had issues without fail oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's not even our in multiple tiers not even our fault, most of the thing. Oh, no, no, no. I'd say we can't do anything about it. I, I think it's impossible to run a league, like, smoothly at the moment. It just, it just, so many glitches caused by, caused by so many things. You know what happened to Kiwi in the Tier 1 race? <laughs> he had yeah. constant blue flags, and it kept telling him to let everyone buy. What the fuck's How? How do you... Oh, my God. Anyway, so... How do you want to do this? Do you want me to just run through each tier and I'll get your opinions? We've not updated the standings from this weekend's races yet. Yeah. Um, um, done are you going from the bottom or from the top? Movements on your academy. Yeah, go to your six. Go to your but, six and then move up. Okay, you're going to expose me for not knowing enough about my tier six drivers, <laughs> but okay. I mean, I'm as well, so. Um, tier six. Sure. I mean, I'm winning the championship. I'm going to win the championship. Will. Will. Is a beast. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll win the championship, and I'll whack someone else in that Ferrari seat, get some points. We'll win the constructors as well. That's easy. It's like work with for Ferrari Academy. Honestly, I can see Skyline putting up a challenge if Red will get the right yellow, uh, but uh, Skyline's just not got the minerals for it. That's be real. He's just not. <laughs> Damn, we really he's just not there. He's, oh, he's not there. Jesus. I hope Feel he listens to this bit. Um, so he's going to have to listen to a lot of it to find oh, it but... he's going to have to listen to 59 minutes yeah. I was waffling about tracks and contracts but it's all worth it yeah I agree I, I think, think... Yeah. Our Ferrari um, what do you think Bolton you're our tier 6 driver you? no you're tier 5 uh, tier 5 
I'm test five, yeah. I know, I'm not that bad, girl. Moving on to tier five, Bolton, you can uh-huh. take the reins here. Go on, Bolton should know the most about this. Um, well, Jane, genu- I'm going to sound cocky here, right? But I think if I, because there's a fair few races because of like different games and all that, that I do that, I do end up missing. I think I end up missing either one or two in a row next week anyway. But I genuinely think that if I have a decent set of um, games where I'm, like, that I'm not missing, I think I can win that easy. I honestly think, and I think that Spain, P17, I had a quality qual- ban for events that happened in Australia that we'll never mention ever again because that was a one-off thing. And it was, uh, honestly, neither do I. Um, he must yeah. have been a really, really, really annoying person, but, that- but I can't think it was. But nah, um, I think... I'm pretty sure these reasons. <laughs> uh, to be fair though, Kappa's a shout though. Kappa is the one person that I've, that I've been racing that I've genuinely struggled like struggled to overtake. And whether that was because I was on like a lot older tyres and my strategy wasn't the best. But for me personally, coming from a P17 to a P2, in, in a track that, is, that isn't the easiest to overtake, um, I will fully take. But I, honest, I, honest, I think it'll either be me or Kappa. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to have if, the back. If you're, if you're struggling to overtake him, then obviously he is clearly the best driver in the tier. Well, it was... It was me struggling to overtake, as in the fact that he was on like I was on like seventy percent old um, hards, and he was on like fifteen percent because he hadn't long he pitted on the safety car and did all right. So his strategy is quite he's good with his strategy, which is one that lets me down. But raw pace alone, be like without tire, like because I you know really the only reason I struggled there was because of tire wear because I I absolutely I gapped everyone on the first one like by four seconds until like three people decided to spin, which really annoyed me. But I think wow. personally, like, unless if I mess up, if I keep, if I continue to have bad strategies, I'll bottle it. Other than that, I feel like I've got it. Okay. Unless Kappa pulls out a madness, which I don't think he will, to be honest. Well, I, think I would, I would, I would love for you to win it, considering a Red Bull. But in my personal taste, <laughs> you want shit. So I'm yeah, seeing Kappa win. Okay. Yeah. Um, tier four. Um, Red Bull are absolutely running away with it after the first two races. Um, yeah, we're just building. And Matty, Matty will get moved. No, nah, no, we like, will not. Nah. I swear we all agreed Matty was getting moved. No. <laughs> I'm not getting right. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't Omega is fume. I do Jordan um in week. I am not getting involved in this meeting whatsoever. I, I want no part of it. Okay. Well, I think I think. Um, moving Matty would be the worst um, un- injustice I have ever seen. It's a big um, word for you. I think they would should we should let um, Mr. Oddbod and Matty have an epic title fight, and Red Bull be clear of everyone. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I think yeah. As long as Matty's in there, seriously, I, yeah, he's gonna destroy everyone. Tier three. Yep. Three. Um, Zaki's probably... Oh no. I, I rate Zaki. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna back Tom. I think Tom's gonna. Because well, we obviously missed around, but I like Tom. I think he's really strong, and I think he's gonna do it. It's quite fast, sir. Yeah, we've had a lot less to go off here because we had to cancel last weekend in tier three. So. What happened in Australia in tier three again? I'm um, had to cancel it. <laughs> Or what, 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 
No, the game was cancelled. Australia happened. Well, right, what happened in there? Oh, no, Australia happened, yeah. Um, uh, Australia, Australia, Zaki won, Tom, Tom second, Tony third. Well, I think we're just going by, like, positions there. I think, like... No, I've Taylor, watched a bit of tier three. Yeah, I think, well, if you look at Taylor, he went into tier two. He Did he win in tier two? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, it was two. last week he won in tier two, wasn't it? I'm not. That is not good enough. Or the Taylor one tier two. I swear he did. Yeah, that first week. It did. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Taylor is always improving. I think he could. Yeah, easy out. And I think Jim and I. I think I haven't seen Jim and Airlines. They've only been able to play themselves. So yeah, I. I think my is Jim Jim AFC. Yes. Jim, yeah, he's yeah. shit. He's absolute shit. I hope he doesn't. Say, he won't listen to it, but I hope he does. Yeah, I. I, uh, I do. I do rate Taylor though. So I'm going to back Taylor. Here too, Fuzzy actually has a chance, and for as much as I mock him, he's dry, He's been consistent this season. Yeah. I mean, and what I, happened in? Oh, I've forgotten who. I think Lau won at Spain. Yeah, he did. It was 1-2 after Terry. Where is Lau in the standing? 11th. So he never great first two rounds. Pines looks quick, but he's making so many... He makes a lot of mistakes, which is why I think he won't win his championship. Even though he's, he'll, I bet he'll get a lot of pole positions. I don't get like... He'll get one win. Because at least at the moment, he's got almost no consistency. And you shall move on to the... <laughs> ...of the best drivers in IFC Tier 1. Aiden, what's happened to your championship chances? They don't seem to be going well right now. I'm a reserve driver. Uh, I did alright at Australia. I didn't do great, but I did alright. Uh, I didn't race Imola. And then at Spain, I was just driving along minding my own business. And uh, Joe F1 rammed in the back of me, spun me, and gave me rear wing damage. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> so, I haven't been doing great, but a lot of it wasn't my fault, to be fair. Fair. So, who do you think is going to win? Kiwi... Is doing well. Carsey. Carsey will win because Carsey is the most committed to IFC. Out of all the top drivers, if you look at Carsey, Stonks, Kyan, Brian, Carsey is fully committed to IFC. He will miss no races. He doesn't have to. He is massively sweating the game at the moment because he's incredibly determined to get better. Uh, whereas, and I've, someone like a magician could do very well as well, I think. Um, sorry, I thought magicians change assists now. I don't like. I don't think. No, magicians, was... magicians, no assists. Yeah, oh, going to to he's been no assists since the start of the game, but I think, or yeah. since I uh, for a while at least. I wouldn't rate him title chances anyway. Yeah, so, no, but um, I think he'll be right up there. But Carsey will win it. Carsey will win it. Yeah. I'm going to offer my expert analysis now. Seeing as I've commentated all three races so far, I honestly think that. Even though Carsey's very, very... And Carsey's rapping out the and he's been really... Fun. I honestly think Brian's going to win it. And my only reason is, is Brian, no matter what... Like, Brian could be on a... Um, like, for, so for example, Spade, obviously, it's the most recent one, so it's an easy example. End of, end of that race, Brian was only one in, like, the top five, I think, on the hards. He was on, like, 15 lap old hards by the end of the race. There was Carsey on soft who couldn't catch him. And he only lost a couple of seconds to... Um, uh, magician, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was magician. Um, 
And I honestly think that I honestly think showing that pit and obviously winning sort of the race before, I think it's very I think it's like four points difference. I think Carsey's winning by like four points at the minute, so I might be wrong after that last race. But I do yeah. think Brian will pull it out of the bag and I do think Brian will win the championship. The thing is, softs are a terrible tire. I think if Carsey's on mediums, he'd catch him pretty quick. Yeah. The yeah. softs are horrific tyres, and they just. The thing which I hate about this game is last game you'd get one set of hards and two mediums. In this game, you only get one hard, one medium. And so many yeah. times, I've just got no fucking tyres. If there's early safety cars running, you've just got no fucking tyres left. Yeah, no. It's so annoying. And it's not even realistic. In in real life, they have two sets of either mediums or hards. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Do you want yeah, to think... a good game, Aiden? I think you're asking for a lot, though. That's not. That's not. They just changed the number of tires. Like you just, just, I could do that. Get me. Give me the code. I've got a game that can't sort out a formation lap, and you're asking for more tires. <laughs> you need to think about this, Aiden. If this is a lot. Just take away one of the softs. It's not like I don't need all those fucking softs. I don't need four sets of softs. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think. I think one, I still don't get why we allowed you to put Stonks and Carsey together. Because right now, I think Carsey, at the start of the season, was looking kind of vulnerable. And then he just kind of decided to come on and sweat like fuck. And now he's just clear of everyone. So I think easiest, fastest two drivers would be Carsey than Stonks. But I think Carsey will win comfortably. And then Brian, with his consistency, showing up and just scoring points, I think he'll go second. And Ferrari easy constructors. Oh yeah, Ferrari easy get constructors. Mm. Well, that that duo is actually scary to be fair. He's gone, so not scary anymore. Yeah. Wrong. Um, he's what? Uh, maybe wrap this up now. Then? So. Uh, how, long yeah, how long will we go? How long will we It's been a while. Aaron ten. That's more than enough. All right. So thank you, everyone. Especially if you've made it this far in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but. Thank you very much. Shall we give we Simon see you hopefully you? shortly uh, for another podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. It's been a bit. <laughs>